Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Hello, and welcome back to Successful Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski-Schneider. Today, I'm joined by Jody Jackson, a manifestation coach and a Reiki practitioner. She has lots going on, so I'm going to leave it to her to tell you more. So I guess, welcome, Jody Jackson, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful. My pleasure. Uh, Yes, I am Jody Jackson. Um, I am a manifestation coach, which means a a little bit more into the spirituality rather than science, you know, of coaching and Reiki practitioner, which is um, all about energy and how we use energy for healing, whether it be physical, emotional, doesn't matter what it is. Reiki is very healing. So, uh, yeah, and, and I enjoy very much what I do. So thank you. Now, can you walk us through your fascinating career journey from being on a Broadway hairdresser to becoming a Reiki practitioner and eventually a certified life coach? I mean, that's a pretty yeah. uh, amazing switch. So tell us about that. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I have lived my life for the most part in a state of flow, um, which I understand most people do not. I didn't for a long time until... Um, I understood in myself, that's the way I wanted to live. And once I understood more about it, um, I, I took a leap. And taking a leap of faith is um, pretty scary. It's scary for all of us as humans, right? So mm-hmm. um, I, st- I, I became a hairdresser uh, way back in 89. And I actually wanted to do that for makeup, believe it or not. But you know, as, as much as I'm into flow, I also like to be into reality mm-hmm. and, and what that means to us. So um, once I got more into makeup, I realized there wasn't as much of an outlet for makeup as it was for hair. Fine. So I, I, you know, hair is creative as well. I like to be creative. So I went the hair route and uh, was in salons. But that wasn't creative enough for me to be in a salon. It was a lot of drama. And uh, yeah, I know I I got (laughs) to something that was drama, right? So (laughs) I realized I had to deal with that. But um, I learned about theater. And I just started going into community theater, right? You know, baby steps. And I really liked it. Um, So I started doing that more and using my flow that landed me on Broadway. Um, yes, I am from New. I, I grew up in New Jersey. I spent a lot of time in my life in New York with parents from New York, and uh, really loved it. So all of that came together. But when I was on Broadway, it was it was fun. It was social. I made a lot of friends. It's a lot of things what you think it would be, but then it's also a lot of things that you wouldn't think it would be, right? Like you hear actors in interviews and how much they struggle and it's a job. And it was the same for me as a hairdresser, usually working in the bowels of the theater, in the basement, no windows. People don't know that side of it. Right. Um, and it was a lot of drama. And so I was searching for something more for my soul something that I love and something in my soul told me something more is going to be out there for you, but it's not time yet. You know, there's a time and place for everything. It's how the universe works. Mm -hmm. And I learned to come more from following a guidance from the universe more than what we have been taught from the ground up, right. With our family, before we go to school, then we get into school and then we get into society. And so I decided to go to the universal side. So I patiently waited and I just kept going with what was in front of me, which is um, the hairdressing, the wig work, most of the time on Broadway, 
Um, that eventually, before I learned anything else, took me to the TV and film side. And I worked on a lot of um, TV shows that probably a lot of you out there watch. <laughs> and um, finally, uh, something about Reiki came to me because I always felt something with energy, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what it is yet. And when I learned about Reiki, I went, wow, that's what I feel. So all, all, and all these answers finally came flooding to me about this energy side of things that I felt mm-hmm. that I was putting aside because I didn't know what it was. When I got an answer for that, knowing what Reiki was, I thought, wow, I have something to do with this now. And I got into Reiki, which is just one of many, many, many energy healing right. modalities. And then COVID hit. And so this is how recent this really is because then COVID hit and uh, I thought I'm home. We're forced to be home. We're forced to think, right? We don't have all those other um, excuses, if you will, or other things on our minds at play to keep our minds off of what we really should be thinking about mm-hmm. what is best for us. Right. Um, because that's, that's all fearful, mm-hmm. but I did. And it took me somewhere else. And I thought about life coaching and here we are. That's amazing. So that is that path, if you will, to get mm-hmm. me in a flow going to where I am today. So mm-hmm. I hope that wasn't too long, winded, no, but it, it was a bit of a process to get mm-hmm. there. It's amazing with, um, you know, COVID, it, it just seemed, it really refocused so many people. I'd say like 75% of the world, they just kind of refocused and so many people became coaches and they could just switch their whole entire, and now with um, AI and all that stuff, people are panicking, it's going to take over my job. It's just whatever is going on in the world today, everybody is readjusting their life. Some for the good, you know, some not so much, but I mean, it's still, it's, you know, you always say everything happens for a reason. I don't know what it is, but maybe, you know, that this is meant for people to realize what's important for them. So I guess, yeah. yeah. So I guess what was the turning point that made you realize you were searching for something more stable and fulfilling in life? Was it COVID or Uh, what? That, that, that would have been COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was a combination of, when I learned about Reiki right. back in 2017 okay. um, and then finding another answer right. in my life, which was, was COVID. Cause I feel like COVID was brought to us for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Everything happened. You said that everything happens for a reason, right? To, to um, work with that, and and use it means you have to trust right if everything happens for a reason that means you don't necessarily have an answer but you're trusting something and i did i i I guess i did i trusted you know it's funny when i say i guess it's because of that flow Mm -hmm. and i just let it happen so sometimes Mm -hmm. letting things happen you don't think about what's actually going on, right? right. You just let it happen. So <laughs> yeah, you're going with the flow, right? So yeah, I trusted and I said, what does COVID mean that it's here for me? It has a different reason for everybody. Mm-hmm. For me, it was saying, you're still not doing what your soul intends for you. Mm-hmm you know, or, or if you don't believe in that sort of thing, that's fine. You, I still wasn't doing what made me happy, right? right? What made me feel content, mm-hmm. what made me be able to go to work every day and love it mm-hmm. and not feel like I'm forcing anything. Yeah, which is what most of us feel. Now, um, tell us to most people understand, but for those that don't explain what Reiki is. So Reiki is a healing modality through energy, right? It's not going to a doctor and getting a pill. Um, uh, and energy is something that I have to explain to people more of what it is because people understand energy, what they've known all their life. Energy is getting on the phone and 
having someone on the other end of the line or energy is turning on a light switch mm-hmm. and having your light go on. Well, energy is a lot more than that too, right? But let's keep in mind the people that made that happen were scientists, right? So they know the kind of energy that I'm thinking about too. It's just not the kind they use. Right. And to me, energy is, and, and to scientists, energy is everything, mm-hmm. everything you can possibly imagine and can imagine, which I guess to me is more of the important part, right? Energy is our thoughts in our head. Energy is what we do and the thoughts that we think about and we choose not to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So if an energy is a thought, that means anything we're thinking in our head is what we're making happen just from being a simple thought. Right. Right. So if I want to use energy as a healing modality, I'm thinking I want it to be a modality, but it's not that simple. (laughs) I actually was attuned by a Reiki master. Um, that was brought down through centuries, wow. right? It's very important that what they learned is not like that game telephone, yeah. right? Where you put it in someone's ear and it kind of becomes something different and twisted. That yeah. doesn't happen. We are bound to making sure it stays the exact same thing down through the centuries. So it works right. Right. And yeah, and, 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 Reiki is done one of two ways. It's done hands-on coming into an office. So instead of a pill, it's me being attuned through a Reiki master and using that very same energy on you through my hands. But then there's another way of doing it too, which just fascinates me to no end. And the fact that it works, it just... I. It, I, I can't believe things work sometimes, right? It's because we're human and we're taught a certain way. Mm-hmm. And um, if everything is energy, that means I can be halfway across the world from somewhere in India or mm-hmm. Africa that says, I need healing. Mm-hmm. And yes, that has happened for me, but mostly it's more local. It's within the United States. And I can make a healing happen just through thoughts the other person on the other end being open to it that's got Mm -hmm. to be they need to be open to it they need to want it to work have that open mind Mm -hmm. and with that channel open from me to that person that animal that idea whatever it is someone wants me to Mm -hmm. reiki can happen Mm -hmm. but here's the thing it may or may not happen because Going by the universe, the universe is going to have something happen that is for our highest good. They know best. Mm-hmm. And that's when full circle, so that thing, that um, that uh, thought comes into play. Everything happens for a reason. Right. Wow. right? Yes. There's a lot of trust involved. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of hope, intuition, um, wanting to intention, wanting it to happen and trust. Mm-hmm which nowadays is always like a short fall because nobody trusts anything anymore. So, I mean, but you have to have people who really, you know, understand it. Cause nowadays it just seems everybody's like, I don't know it, I don't get it. I don't, you know, but then you're going to keep reliving that same pattern of, you know, being miserable or whatever the case may be. But if you're open to, you know, exploring and, and so many people I know um, follow this and it's, you know, I always say everybody can't be wrong. You know, <laughs> I mean, everybody's saying it's, you know, especially rapey. They're like, there's so much value to it. But again, if you're not open to it, it's not going to work for you. And you're just going to keep saying, I told you it didn't work. Eh, right. And that's, that's fine. You're either just not ready for it at this time. Right. You may never be ready. You have to do what's right for you. Right. Right. You have to do what's right for you in the end. Yeah. Now, how did your spiritual beliefs and practices like breaking enhance your approach to life coaching? Um, I think it's with the everything happens for a reason. Um, I got into universal law, right? Not what a doctor has learned in medical school, but universal law is another way of thinking of 
healing or getting your life to work the way you want it to, right? right? And the biggest universal law out there is what you put out is what you get back, right? That just brought me into a more spiritual realm. You know, it all goes back to my philosophy in my coaching system. My principles are we have to, you have to relearn, which is why my company name is Restore You. Because when we're born, we don't, we we can't realize we're babies, right? We're, We're brought up with parents or caregivers or whoever in our life that are going to have an impact on us, Mm -hmm. right? Some people do have those caregivers that do make an impact by what I'm saying, you know, who let however that child feels they they do what they want to do, let them flow into that direction Mm -hmm. rather than saying, no, this is what I learned. This is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm going to teach you and what you're going to learn. Yeah. And then one of two things are going to happen as that little human becomes their own person, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be comfortable with that, or they're going to have a little voice in them saying, I don't know how comfortable I am with this. I might mm-hmm. want to explore something else, but Again, it's either beat into them and they're too scared to explore something else or that that thought in them is just too strong and they want to explore something else. Right. If that feeling never leaves you, no matter how much a thought is drummed into you in your life, if that other side is still there, that's your gut. That's your gut saying do something about this. Right. And that's all spirituality. When you follow your gut and your soul and your heart rather than your mind, mm-hmm. because your mind is all what you've been taught in a conventional way. Mm-hmm. That's all your mind. <laughs> and you're, the thing is, your mind lies to you. Yeah. Whereas embodiment here does not lie to you. Mm-hmm. And that is all what I put in my coaching practice. Let's but, but it's hard. It's really hard to relearn, right? It's so much yeah. easier to teach when that's not there in the first right. place. Yeah, but sure. it's not that way. We're taught something and it all has to be relearned so you can restore mm-hmm. to your natural state what we're born as as babies. Yeah, you don't realize like even little habits or everything is how, you know, like people, you could be an adult and be like, oh, grandma used to always do that or mom always, you, it's just, it, you know, we're around our family 24 seven and you know, just like they would say, reprogram your mind, you know, <laughs> it is, it, it really is. I mean, and, and that is so much of a science where, it, it, you know, it's, kind, I guess it's kind of where the spirituality in my coaching practice does meet science because I do work with science. We have to, because this is not only the universe and spirituality. This is also science. So it it wouldn't be fair to say I only work with universal law and spirituality. You know, Mm -hmm. we make this path in our brain very strong, Mm -hmm. right? But the thing we can do is change. There's more than one path in our brain. We can Mm -hmm. change the path in our brain, but it's the how. That's probably a big one for me. I didn't know how to do things. And once I finally figured out how everything changed and the how needs to call to you. If it doesn't call to you, the how is not going to matter. I could tell you a million things, but if it doesn't call to you, so that's a big part of, of the coaching. Also, we, we try out different things until the how finally bring something alive in you, a light bulb moment, if you will, you know, Now, can you explain the concept of option one and option two when facing undesirable situations and how you applied it in your own life? Yeah, sure. So option one and option two, if you you must have been on my website. (laughs) And to me, that's very black and white. There's not a lot of black and white things to do. And 
I try to put that out there in black and white so people can kind of get an awareness of, Mm -hmm. oh, this is what I did, or this is what I didn't do, right? Because without an awareness, we can't move on. Awareness is step one in our lives of moving forward. And a lot of times we're not aware, we don't want to be aware. And that's fine. There's no right or wrong with that. It's just, if you're fine with what you want to do, that's great. And if you're not, let's do this, Mm -hmm. which is option one or two. Option one is becoming aware of what's happening. How do I feel about this? Am I okay with this or am I not okay with this? If you're not okay with it, let's do something about it. So many people are just miserable and they just accept it. Right. Do you want, do you want to stay here? Are you comfortable or are you not? It's really that simple. It's not, it's, it's, It's getting rid of all those other thoughts in your head. Well, my parents want me to do this, or I really feel, get rid of it. Are you comfortable with it or are you not? It's a simple question, right? So then there's option two, which is usually based in fear because if they are comfortable in it, what do I do? How do I get out of this? Right. My parents are going to be upset with me. People are, you know, I'm going to lose people in my life. Yes, there's a million things that are going to change. So I dare say most people will stick to option two because they're comfortable there. Right. Right. It's not stepping out of your comfort zone. It's staying in the comfort of where you are. The problem is, are you miserable or do you want more? You're going to have those things going through your head or your gut, your soul through the rest of your life while staying in option two. Mm -hmm. If you're fine with it, great. I'm not here to tell you anything different but i really feel our souls do not want to stay there i really feel it's not what we're here for right right we are with ourselves 24 hours a day seven days a week more than anybody else we are with in our life we're Mm -hmm. with ourselves so how's that going to make you feel right to to be in that for the rest of our lives kind of sounds like a hell i don't believe in hell (laughs) but it sounds like that that would kind of be one but it's very very scary to get out of it (laughs) it's a life change but here's the thing there's no matter what you think there's a rainbow on that other side And if you are willing to go through as many storms as you need to go through, you are going to feel so good on the other side, despite what people think of you, Mm -hmm. despite how hard it is, despite, you know, they say when you're crying or they get, or when you get angry or anything else, you feel these endorphins. Yes, it's true because our bodies are meant to feel that way. Right. Right. And that kind of gives you the push to go to your next level. It's like anger has, you know, we don't like feeling angry, Mm -hmm. but there's a reason for it. And that reason in coaching is it can give you enough of a push to want to do something else. Mm -hmm. The key is you don't stay in your anger. It just gets you to do something else. Right. And then you get rid of the anger. You're like, oh, I'm here now. Okay, what do I do with this? Right. And in coaching, you are never, ever alone. I am with you every step of the way as your cheerleader. And we we build this trust, if you will. You know, nothing happens without trust. And if you don't trust me, I'm not the right coach for you. Mm-hmm gotta have that trust so yeah i sorry i get very passionate oh i see that that's good <laughs> and yeah so that's how the the spiritualism and nice. the energy comes into my coaching yeah nice. now what are some common misconceptions people have about manifestation and how do you address them in your coaching great question 
the biggest uh, the biggest one I would say is probably that it's woo woo that manifestation is not again it's not something we're taught right mm -hmm. it's an outlandish way of maybe learning how to get where you want to I say not what you want to do but where you want to be right right those are very a to-do list is a very different way of a to-be list mm -hmm. and manifestation is scary because people don't understand what that word means and when you don't understand it's a fear and when it's a fear you shun it right, right? it's the biggest one plain and simple yeah, um I so I'm here to explain what it is it's a very simply a different way to get from here to there in a very different way from how you've been taught to get where you want to be right. if you have not gotten to where you want to be you know I'll say how is that working for you the conventional way is it not working this is a different way are you willing to try it? I'm willing to make it not scary. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm willing to make sense of every little piece before you take another step. It's got to make sense. Right. Yeah, I know so many people that try to follow it. And I guess like it, how you said, everything's energy. Um, that's one of the big key things is people just think, well, this is what I want and it's going to happen. But you have to think it, feel, believe it and your body like will you know, the energy levels will attract it, but, you know, it gets difficult where say somebody's, you know, drowning in debt and they got their eviction notice and they have, you know, minus $20 in the bank and they've got $5,000 worth of bills. It's like, well, how do I envision myself or feel that I'm rich when, you know, but it's hard because that's, again, you have to reprogram your mind. And it's, that's right. a tricky thing where I think a lot of people, they, and there's so many gurus out there that will teach different ways of doing it. And put up pictures and do this and so many people said well i tried it for like a month and it didn't happen and this is just like you say well, you know but there's a lot more yeah. to it <laughs> yeah i i feel like there's a lot of people out there that have the best of intentions right but i didn't come into this business go. until um uh, until I really knew until my soul and my gut really taught me how to break this down and do that in the simplest of ways, mm -hmm. right? And the simplest of ways doesn't have all those other things that you must do. Right. You know, I feel like I was very blessed to have great teachers. I had I met it the first time I ever meditated. It was a teacher from India. It was a swami, right? He was the one that taught me you know, if you feel like you need to move in meditation, if you're not comfortable, move. Yeah. If your legs aren't comfortable, move them. Mm -hmm. There's no one way to do this, right? And that's that's a principle that I like to keep in my coaching, mm -hmm. right? I have a lot of questions in the beginning with either coachy or Reiki clients because mm -hmm. everybody is different. You know, everything is organic. Everybody is different. I do not have a one size fits all. Right. You know, I need to learn who you are and what you like, what you don't like, how you want me to approach you, right? You know, right. how you want me to um, work with you, you know, do you like to be treated more gently if i feel that you know i need to interject and work with you on something or are you like me a new yorker and you just want to know <laughs> what it is right, right? you know I, I i will do what works right it's part of that flow and so i i really try to throw that out the window that there's rules to anything because there's not again it's got a call to my clients it's got to feel comfortable to them you know if nothing is comfortable then we've reached a wall right right and it's about tearing those walls down so yeah unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that put these rules mm -hmm. on spirituality and and how to move forward and and there's just not 
Right. It's it's completely organic. Right. Yeah. Now, Phillips, how was your first marriage and its challenges inform your life philosophy and coaching practice? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a really good question because, and, and I love talking about this because I love talking about things that relate. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> my first marriage, um, I was literally standing there with my flowers, ready to walk down the aisle, knowing I shouldn't be getting married right now. How many of us do that? You know, mm-hmm. and I took it to the nth degree <laughs> to do that, right? And I, but I was scared. For me, I wanted to prove people wrong. I wanted mm-hmm. to prove my family wrong, that this was going to be a happy marriage. Well, guess what? Three months later, or sorry, three years later, it wasn't. They were right. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't leave the marriage because of my pride. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was all in my head at that time and none in my embodiment. Um, I knew I was unhappy. I one thing I knew because of who he was, that he was going to get to a point where he wasn't going to be able to take it anymore. And that's what I did. I went when I say I took it to the nth degree, I went as far as him being the one saying, I can't stay in this marriage anymore. Phew. Okay, <laughs> great. I'm finally here. Let's deal with this now. But what I did was, um, again, two things I could have done. I could have gone and, and made the same mistake, or I could have learned from it. Mm-hmm. I was. Just, it was the same thing I did when I was a hairdresser on Broadway. I was biding my time and waiting. And once that came, I was going to treat it differently. Mm-hmm. So I implore you not to follow those and buy it. Right. <laughs> because now I know there was a way, a different way out. I didn't right. know that at the time. Um, so how did that help me in my coaching practice? Um, I learned that we teach people how to treat us. That's what I learned in that marriage. Right. And I didn't like how I was being treated. Mm-hmm. So I learned one, what I wanted and what I didn't want from that marriage and myself, because it ta- I don't care what people say. It takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. I had my own faults in the marriage too. It is never one-sided. Mm-hmm. So not only did I think about what I wanted and I didn't want in a marriage in another person, I thought about what I what I did to cause. Like I went through baby steps, right? I went through the story mm-hmm. and and caused what I liked and didn't like about myself and what I feel I needed to change because marriage was a compromise. Now mm-hmm. I knew that. So I was going to take that into my coaching business as a relationship with a client and what I'm giving, what I'm taking, what they can give and what they're going to take away and what the best compromise is for us to work together. And I really think that's how I came up with that organic flow, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I didn't want any walls to go up. And if I see walls going up with a client, if they're not comfortable, then what needs to happen? Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about myself in bringing it into the coaching business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would work best with that other person? You know, it's like with everything in life, it's kind of like, you know, say with me in jobs, like, you know, at high school, going through college, like how I was treated at certain jobs because I experienced all that I knew once I reached a certain level that I would never treat somebody else that way because I knew what it felt like. And same with being, you know, a parent, you know, I knew how I was raised and, you know, we were back in the days of, you know, get in trouble. You know, there's no timeout. It wasn't anything even remotely close to that. I knew I would never do that to my kids because I didn't like how I felt, you know, so you, you learn from experience, but you know how to help others then because you know what it felt like. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is one reason why I wanted to coach because mm-hmm. I thought I, I know all this now mm-hmm. I've been through it. Um, 
Yeah, right. And and that's what I feel like ultimately we're here for, like mm-hmm. on this earth, if you're going to get into that, I, I feel like we're here to help others. Yeah, for and, sure. Right. And I, it just makes sense now that I don't feel a searching anymore. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm here because this is what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Now, what are the core principles behind your business? Restore you coaching and making and how they help your clients. Being open. Um, learning to trust, um, learning to work with each other, right? Um, being just realizing a core principle is showing and having a client realize what it is I stand for, how I'm going to help you. And when I say help, I mean guide. You know, we're very different from therapists. A core principle is based on questions. Right. Telling you, oh, this is what I think you need to do. And I know therapy is a lot more like that now. Right. Um, I don't know if it happened before coaching or if coaching strengthened that in, in therapy, but we're all about questions to make a client think. Because like I said, awareness is the start of everything. We don't know what we don't know, mm-hmm. right? Until we do. Mm-hmm. And then once we do, if you want to know more, I love analogies. So if you, if there are jewels in the ground that now you're aware of, you have to dig to bring them up, right? They're not going to be right there for you. Mm-hmm. And I guide with the digging. So a big principle is really that them understanding and being comfortable with mm-hmm. how this whole process works. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is a lot of a questioning and awareness and reflection on that awareness. And then once you have that, you can think, all right, well, this is the path I want to take, mm-hmm. but then what do I do to go down that path? What's my first? And and you brought up earlier, you're here and you want to be here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't even end up going there because they feel like that's such a huge thing. And it is. Your end goal is a huge thing. But we take baby steps mm-hmm. to get there. And baby steps do two things. Once, one, they keep you on track for where you want to go. And two, starting with baby steps shows you that you can do something. People say, oh, that's a really small thing. You know, I'm like, well, these are part of my core principles. You start out with something very small to show yourself that you can do it. You don't Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to do this and do something else. You do this and you do that. And when you show yourself, when you're aware that you've done it, that gives you something. It gives you a little bit of hope. Yeah, and you have the you confidence know, in yourself. Yeah. You go on the back for it, and you keep going, and you keep going on that path, and not mm-hmm. stray because you're always aware of what you're doing. Right. So yeah, my principles are really them being aware mm-hmm. and knowing what they're doing. Nice. Yeah. You spoke about hills and valleys shaping you, who shaping who you are today. So can you share a specific valley moment? how you turned it into a hill. Yeah. So I'll go back to the marriage. That was definitely a valley, right? But would I change doing it? No, never. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Because that got us to living in a certain place in the country. Mm-hmm. And it because of that place we lived that I was able to thrive. And The reason I was able to thrive is because I was in the theater. I was only doing community theater at that time, right? Baby step to get where you are. Just so happened that the town we were in, Cincinnati, Ohio, was one of only two schools in the entire country where you can actually major in wigs and makeup um, to, to be a professional. And the other one was in North Carolina. What are the odds that I was going to be in the one school that I needed to become a professional and that ultimately got me to Broadway? 
right place at the right time. <laughs> right place at the right time, right? It's going back to what I was saying before. I was biding my time in waiting because I knew something was going to be out there. Mm-hmm. I married my husband anyway, that first husband, right? Mm-hmm. That took me to a major hill. So, and, you know, and you, sometimes you hear people say this, and now I understand those people saying it, would you change anything in your life? No, because okay. it got me where I am today. You trust that process, right? trust that process in the valleys, because you know, it's going to get you ultimately where you want to be, right. right? We're not even going to have great times in our lives. Yeah, for sure. Well, what they say, there's always a rainbow after the storm. <laughs> But if you use it, if you use those valleys and trust the process, it's it's not like you're just, oh, God, I'm here. This is awful. Use it and know. Use your knowing. Use your trust. Bide your time and and do the best you can. Yeah. For someone who feels stuck in their current situation, what are the first steps you recommend for initiating positive change? So... I'm going to go back to the thoughts in our head and being energy. And let me preface this by saying, I know it's hard because I had to do it myself (laughs) to be in a bad spot and to try to think positive. It's like a dichotomy, right? It's like you couldn't be two farther ends of the spectrum, (laughs) but I'm going to stress those baby steps again and the trust And that's why you come to a coach, right? Because it's hard to do by yourself. Mm -hmm. So for one, try to get help. Be aware that you don't like where you are and and, and get help, whether it's me that you're identifying with in this podcast or realizing it's a different kind of coach. There are so many out there with different niches. You find Mm -hmm. the one for you. So I'm the one with the spirituality side, right? So you you look for help and because those thoughts are energy those thoughts are steering you now that you're aware because you've heard it in this podcast you you need to have a thought that is more positive right maybe you're not saying i'm I, you know i want out you know maybe sorry maybe you're not saying um you know I'm going to have this great life, right? That's an end goal, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we've already established that's fair, really far away. Maybe you establish and set an intention with a thought, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Be honest with yourself, right? You have to have the honesty with yourself. Mm-hmm. I've had clients that come to me and maybe not right away, but I realize, okay, this person's not being honest with themselves. They're not going to get to where they want. Right. Right. So you have a have to have a a thought come from an honest place, say, I don't want this anymore. I don't know yet what I need to do, but universe get you know, bring something to me. You know, whether it be a positive thought, whether it that I never thought of before, whether it be something that's making me feel like I want to get out of this and giving me a strength that I didn't have before. Right. You know what I mean? Just be honest with yourself and say, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and smile, you know, make them little, you know, make yeah. them baby steps. Does that, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, but it is absolutely true. It's, you know, like I said, I know some people who are just super, super negative. They're just like, it's just negative. They hate everything, blah, blah, blah. And that's just a pattern of everything in their life is negative, 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 because they can't find happiness in anything. Like I said, it could be a pouring, miserable day, and you just think, but wow, look at the flowers that are going to bloom because of that. You know, you can find positive in something, you know, and some people, it's kind of like, you know, when you look at everything, it's like, all right, you have to make that change, the first change, just find right. something. Well, <laughs> part of awareness that I do with my clients is everything becomes habit. I don't care if it's good or bad. If you do it a lot, it's going to become a habit. So if you're constantly having bad things happen in your life and you're constantly having those bad thoughts, you're turning that wheel, that pathway in your brain to make it stronger and stronger and stronger. And what you want to do is make that weaker and make a positive path stronger. So you got to start somewhere and you got to start weakening that habit. 
And it's hard with so many years of changing because yeah. I mean, some of these people yeah. are like 50 years yeah. old and it's like, yeah, I make it a, century. <laughs> to a chiropractor, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's a science people can understand. The chiropractor will say to you, it took you this long to get in this shape. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you long. It's going to be a process mm-hmm. to get you out of this shape. It's the same thing. You have to move from one to the other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even with, you know, overweight, you know, I know some people who just want to lose it like that. If you didn't gain that weight overnight, you're not going to lose it overnight. It's a process. You make small changes, whether it be diet, exercise, you know, uh, whether right. emotionally, whatever the case may be. Right. And you start, but you have to start somewhere. You know? Right. It's not those baby steps. It's that get that gold in the Olympics, yeah. you know, be the winner not do the best you can, but be the winner, be the best. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just what we're taught is it's so hard, mm-hmm. you know? And of course people don't want to do it because they're afraid they can't get to that level, you know? Well, nowadays, even with social media, you know, a lot of people want to be people pleasers. I mean, there's nothing that's sacred anymore. I mean, anything is like on social media. I mean, if somebody's posting it. So, you know, it doesn't even have to be you. If someone else is doing it, so I could see why some people are kind of hiding and, you know, because they're like, I can't even fix myself, <laughs> you know? So it's a crazy world we're living in. But again, you have to just push everything out, focus on yourself, know what you want, and work with somebody how to get there. Yeah, yeah because once again, we're told to do things alone. We're, that's what we're taught. We're not taught to get help. Right. It's just another habit. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to talk on, talk about or touch on that you didn't cover, anything you're working on? or? I love what you covered. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, I would say be kind to yourself. Allow yourself to be any emotion that you are, you know, give yourself permission to do things that you might want to do that you, that you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. I put myself first and to a lot of people that sounds really selfish, but in the world I live in, it's not because I am there for myself so much Mm -hmm. I'm an even stronger person to be there for you, right? If you spread yourself thin, how much are you going to be there for your kids? How much are you going to be there for your husband? But if you fill your own cup, how much more are you going to be there Mm -hmm. for friends, family, everything, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's, it's becoming aware of what's going to work best for you and I implore people to see how wonderful coaching is and tip that scale and flip that switch if they've never been to therapy or they have and they don't think it's doing the job. The only difference between life coaching and therapy is therapy is for more serious conditions that are beyond navigating your way in life. And needing more help to get there with medications, really. Right. Right. If you're just having a hard time getting where you want to be in life, mm-hmm. that's life coaching. Yeah. You know, it can it can go as deep and as serious as you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be therapy. And we work with therapists. We work with therapists. We work with, um, you know, teachers. We, we don't, you know, the not, the, one of the things I love about coaching is we don't think, oh, my God, no, it's just this. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's the help. It's the camaraderie. It's everybody working together. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of clients that work with me and a therapist because they'll bring out different things right. in the client, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Okay. Nice. Now you kind of touched on this before. So just in case anybody is interested, you work with anybody around the world. It doesn't have to be in your neck of the woods, right? It could be anybody, right? It could be anywhere because I, because I started during COVID, I started remotely and I thought, wow, this is really nice. I like this. There's no open. There's no, so much you know, and people can be in the comforts of their own home. The mm-hmm. one drawback, if you're going to call it that, that may be kind of hard for people is because if they are home, you know, and they have kids, 
you know, you you do need to treat it as if you're in an office space somewhere, right? You know, I have people turn off their phones, you know, take it seriously. I'm giving you a hundred percent. So I ask for a hundred percent back. I don't think it out like it's an appointment. Yeah. But but that's time. You know, I say, if you need to go to a Starbucks, if you need to go to another friend's home or someplace else, right. You know, do what you need to do. That's that might be the one thing that's a little harder, but I always find they work it out. But, and the same thing with Reiki, it's remote. Yeah. You know, that could change. You know, I go with flow. Um, I'm going to be moving. And when I move, I would love to have my own space for this separate. Mm -hmm. If it could happen, I would be letting everybody know. Nice. Now, how can people get a hold of you? So I find the best way to get a hold of me is my email. Um, That because that's personal. It's it's for business. It's everybody. And my email is Jody, J-O-D-I, Kayla Kitty Jackson, Jody K Jackson at gmail.com. You can get on the phone and call me. Right. Um, I don't know if you already have my phone number or. You I'll know, post it, but if you want to give it, go for it. Um, yeah, that is um, 646 area code in New York, 260-0236. Um, if you want to get a little bit more of a feel for me, please visit my Instagram page. That is restore you dot. Um, I have to think about it a second. Coaching and Reiki. Right. <laughs> restore you dot coaching and Reiki. That's where you'll get me at Insta and my website, um, which I'm reconfigurating at the moment. So please bear with me. I, I want to put podcasts and things like that on it. Um, that is restore you coaching and Reiki.com. Right. Oh, so that's everything. Um, and I, yeah, I implore people to get in touch with me. I, w- I like to be reachable. Um, I like to talk to people. I like to, I find I, um, I, I get across better like this right. with people than, than the reading. So <laughs> that's, that's just me. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Thanks again for being on the show. Again, that was Jody Jackson. So thanks for listening to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show. So thank you again. Thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.